I heard an old, old story how a Savior came from glory. Oh, friends, it's beautiful to sing and victorious to experience. Victory in Jesus is our study this week on the International Gospel Hour. Stay with us. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 90 years, churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, starting now. Well, greetings, everyone, and so good to have you with us for our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour on air or online since 1934. As of this recording, we have entered our 90th year, and to God be the glory that we can come this far in preaching the Word of God and proclaiming the riches of the glory of Jesus Christ. We're also appreciative to our Jay Webb for his introductions, and you'll hear from Jay throughout our broadcast, as always. He'll be sharing with you our free periodical giveaway today, share with you also a very special online Bible study, and how to download the International Gospel Hour app. So we have a lot of great things ahead for our studies today from the International Gospel Hour. Our website is internationalgospelhour.com. You can check us out at your convenience. Our toll-free number is 855-444-6988. Please give us a call at 855-444-6988. If nothing else, just tell us I heard your broadcast from and tell us the radio station or the podcast platform of which you are using or online wherever you may be listening to our broadcast. You can also write us at Post Office Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. That's P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. As this great work is under the oversight of the West Fayetteville Church of Christ on 24 Boones Hill Road in Fayetteville, Tennessee. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 57. What an awesome, motivating passage, friends. I love near the end of that letter to the Corinthian brethren that began in not the best of circumstances because of their division. But then he says, thanks be to God. He once again points them to God to whom they serve, which gives us. You see, they all have the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. What a beautiful thought. Yes, friends, I heard an old, old story, but you know, it is much more than a story. It's a real-life account of one who bore the cross to Calvary to save a wretch like me. And as in that blessed hymn, to see and to read of his healing and his cleansing power revealing his power over sin, and when I obey his blessed commands, I too will gain the victory. So today, friends, we're going to talk victory in Jesus as we examine two sections of Scripture. But first, we have a very special gift for you. I mentioned moments ago about our free periodical today through our broadcast, and here is our J-Webb with the details of how you can receive your free periodical from International Gospel Hour. 
courtesy of our friends at apologeticspress.org, we at International Gospel Hour have a limited supply of Valor and Virtue, a Christian apologetics magazine for teens. It is a great resource for any age, but especially for the challenging teen years. Get your free copy today by calling toll-free at 855-444-6988. Leave your name and address and just say Valor. That's it. Again, that's 855-444-6988. Leave your name and address and just say Valor. You can also request it through our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the Contacts tab and leave us your name and address and put Valor in the message box. We will send you a copy while supplies last. So get yours quickly. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, 1 Corinthians 15:57 and 58. This is our first text of Scripture, our first section of Scripture that we wish to examine today. It is a wonderful passage, and we're going to look at four key words within this text. Now, to do a little preliminary, I'm not saying words that did not make the cut, and that's not what I mean at all. But we cannot help but to see the word thanks, and that is thanks be to God, who gives us the victory. Only through Jesus Christ will we be victorious, friends. It's not on anything that you and I can do to become victorious in and of ourselves. Yes, we obey and we do those things that God commands through Christ. His commandments are not grievous. First John 5 tells us that. We're also reminded that we are, or rather First John 3, we're able also to know that we are His friends if, he do, if we do rather what He commands, John 14.15 and John 15.14. We cannot do things on our own creation or our own merit to gain the victory in Christ. So many times individuals will say, well, I am going to embark on my spiritual journey. The problem is, friends, you are determining the journey and the path. We're not embracing God within that to follow His path and His journey through His Word. Let's consider these four key words. Number one, the word brethren. It's a word for fellow Christians. It is a word that also blends in with brothers, and it is a word that has a relationship therein. Much determines the context of which we see the word. It is a word meaning fellow believers, an affection for each other, due to the affection of Christ in dying for us and obedience to Jesus Christ. We become believers or fellow believers with others, brethren. How did these Corinthians come to be brethren or come to be Christians? Well, let's go back to the book of Acts, chapter 18, and beginning with verse 1. The Bible says, After these things Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth. And he found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome. And he came to them. 
So because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked, for by occupation they were tent makers. And he, that being Paul, reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. But when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. And he departed from there and entered the house of a certain man named Justice, one who worshipped God, whose house was next door to the synagogue. Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house, with all his household, and many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed, and were baptized. And friends, that's how the Lord's church began. Notice what they simply did. Many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed, and were baptized. That's what they did. Friends, is that not Mark 16.16 16 in the Mark account of the Great Commission? He that believes and is baptized will be saved. He that believes not shall be condemned. Would that not also be what they did on the day of Pentecost, a message that would go out to all the world, Acts chapter 2? When they asked in verse 37, Men and brethren, what shall we do? When their hearts were pricked, when they were affected by the preaching of the gospel and what they had done to the Christ, Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And later in Acts chapter 2, verse 47, we find that those that obeyed the gospel were added to the church, the same church to whom the Corinthians were added, for He's writing to the church at Corinth, 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 2. Dear friends, can we not concur that the adding to the church in Acts 2.47 is the same church to whom the Corinthians were added and to whom they belong? Yes, we can. They were not added to a denominational body. They were not told to join the church of their choice, but rather they simply obeyed what they were to do. And friends, we would do well to do the same. Let me ask, friends, as I looked at the Corinthians hearing, believed, and were baptized, if they did that and they were accepted unto God, would it be safe to say that if I did the same thing that I would be acceptable unto God? The answer to that would be yes. They were, they heard, they believed, and they were baptized. There was no delay upon their hearing, their belief, or their baptism just like there was no delay throughout the book of Acts. When one believed, they moved on that belief. When one changed, they moved on that change. And when one was commanded to be baptized, they did so. Matter of fact, Acts 2 tells us in verse 41, that same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. There's a special relationship as Christians, as brethren. Here is our second word from our text of 1 Corinthians 15, 57, and 58. Steadfast, a word that means immovable or settled or steadfast. And it has an individual who is settled that is permanent and they are continuing in the faith. Corinthian brethren, you are continuing in the faith of which you have obeyed and you are growing. 
Friends, every saint or every Christian from the 1st to the 21st century needs to heed this exhortation. We keep on keeping on. Christians were to be steadfast in doctrine, Acts 2, verse 42. And they, these are the Christians, continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. They were active with their obedient faith to grow and to root their faith. Christians were to be steadfast, well, in their faith. Colossians 2, verse 5. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. So steadfast tells us, okay, we are steadfastly in Christ. We obeyed the gospel. We've been added to the church. We are in Christ, and we're staying with it. Now, third word, immovable. Now, friends, this is an interesting word because steadfast would also mean immovable. But as we see, this word immovable, immovable rather, builds on the word steadfast. It is actually a negative word, don't do this, but it's used in a positive way. Immovable means don't allow anything to move you from your steadfast faith. That's Colossians 1.23. Be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. How about these texts? What about 1 Corinthians 15.1-4? Writing again to the Corinthians, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Ephesians 4 and verse 14, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So when you look at the word immovable, friends, it means not only are we steadfast and settled and standing forward, but immovable means we're growing so much in our depth and our rooting of our faith that we're not going to be moved away from it. And then we find the fourth word, abounding. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Abounding, according to Vine's Expository Dictionary, looking at that word in the original language, is to be abundantly furnished, to abound in a thing, or the work of the Lord in this case. So not only are you steadfast and immovable, you're solid and you're not going to be moved, but you're abounding in your expression of your faith with your work. Ephesians 2.10 reminds us that we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And the Colossians were exhorted, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Now, friends, when I see what is available for one to be victorious in Jesus Christ, and I see there is a relationship to where we're called brethren, those that are with us, that are helping us to be steadfast, immovable, and abounding in the work of the Lord. When I see that, friends, why would one not want to have a victory in Christ Jesus? Let me pause here and ask this question. Would you like to learn more about your relationship? Would you like to learn more about Christ? 
We offer a number of different study tools here through International Gospel Hour, and I'm going to pause as our J-Web is going to share with you about an awesome video series that you can watch absolutely free online. Here is our J-Web once again. What is your purpose in life, friend? Where did we come from? Your answer to these fundamental questions is greatly affected by whether you believe in God, believe the Bible is true, and believe Jesus to be divine. Through our friend and evangelist Rob Whitaker, we offer a great online video study titled Believe the Bible. Please allow us to send you the link and check it out. Just call toll-free at 855-444-6988. Leave your name, email, and just say, Believe the Bible. Again, call toll-free at 855-444-6988. And please leave your name, email, and just say, Believe the Bible. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contacts tab, and leave us the same information, name, email, and type, Believe the Bible, in the message blank. We will send the link right away. Our second section of Scripture is 1 John 5, verses 4 and 5, that reads, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Now, friends, from this text, let's look at a couple of phrases rather than words. How about the phrase, born of God, also paralleled, born again? From John 3, verses 3 through 7, Jesus, in speaking to Nicodemus, said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. Jesus is speaking of a spiritual birth, friends. He explained that to Nicodemus, to where Peter in 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23 said, Seeing you have purified your souls, and obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Friends, do you suppose the word of God has something to do with one being born? Well, yeah, being born of God, of course, absolutely, as we just noted in 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23. The Word of God, the Scripture, that we note very carefully, that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And then he continues in chapter 4 of 2 Timothy, to where the word must be preached in order to save souls and to strengthen souls. In John 12 and verse 48, Jesus said, He that rejects me and receives not my words hath one that will judge him. The word that I have spoken, the same will judge him in the last day. So, dear friends, the word of God indeed has something to do with one being born again or born of God. 
Now, with that being said, do you suppose one's faith has something to do with being born again? Well, absolutely. 1 John 5 and verse 4 just affirmed that. And Romans 10 and verse 17 tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. There we go. Let me ask another one. Do you suppose the blood of Christ has something to do with us being born again? Well, absolutely. Revelation 12 and verse 11, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Now, friends, do you suppose by chance that baptism has something to do with us being born again? Well, friends, absolutely. Oh, I know a lot of people say, well, no, that's a good thing to do. But think about the Corinthians we noted moments ago. We would affirm they were born again after hearing, believed, and were baptized, Acts 18, verse 8. And the words of Jesus that saves us, John 12, 48, affirms as much in Mark 16, 16, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Friends, you must be born again. How about the phrase, overcomes the world? Now, do you suppose faithful living has something to do with us overcoming the world? Well, absolutely. That's Revelation 2 and verse 10. An obedient faith that overcomes the world. Our faith and he that believes. Jesus in John 16:33 said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And if he has overcome the world, then we must overcome the world. You see, an obedient faith is a continual faith. In Matthew 10:32 and 33, Jesus speaks of confessing him before men. He'll confess us before our, his Father. That is not a one-time confession, but a confession of faith that continues onward and onward. In 1 John 4 and verse 15, if we confess that he is God, he is in us and we are in him. That's a rough paraphrase of that verse. But we understand that we must know the one in whom we have believed, 1 Timothy 1 and verse 12. Being born again, friends, that brings us to a victorious life. As we've noted, when one hears the gospel of Christ, and we hear through the word of God, Romans 10:17, in order that we might believe, a belief that is necessary to please God, Hebrews 11:6. We cannot ignore the command of repentance that Jesus gave in Luke 13:3 and Acts and uh, rather Luke 24:44 through 47 and then on the day of Pentecost Peter commanded what Jesus told him to command they needed to repent Acts 2:38 When we confess our faith in Christ as the eunuch did in Acts 8 and verse 37 and confession that Jesus commanded in Matthew 10:32 then yes friends that's when we are baptized into Christ for the remission of our sins, Acts 2 and verse 38, and yes, according to Mark 16, 16, 1 Peter 3, 21, in order to be saved, we're then added to the church, added among the saved. Oh, someone might say, well, now, I, I don't think the church will save you. Friends, the saved are placed in the church, and you can't be saved outside the church. Could we be saved outside the body of Christ? Oh, 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 no, no, we can't. Well, Ephesians 1, 22, 23 tells us that he is the head of the body, and the body is the church. Friends, let's think on these things. And then when we do, we can join in unison with the rest of that beloved hymn. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me, and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him. 
and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood, and to God be the glory. Dear friends, are you victorious in Jesus Christ? I'm going to have a little bit more to say as we wrap up our broadcast, but right now I'm going to defer back to our J-Web. You know, over 50% of the world's population walks around with a smartphone or an Android in their hand. Well, we've got something you can add to that smartphone and that Android. We find people adding it on a daily basis. Here is our J-Web about the app from the International Gospel Hour. The International Gospel Hour app is available for your iPhone or Android. A free download awaits you at the App Store for iPhones and Google Play for your Android. Just search International Gospel Hour and download our app free. Our app allows access to our study resources all in the palm of your hand. Please download the International Gospel Hour app today. Friend, we must have that victory in Jesus Christ. And the Lord will work such a victory in our lives when we are obedient unto Him. Now, today we mention about our free periodical giveaway that you can receive. The Valor and Virtue is available at 855-444-6988. You can also contact us for the link to the Believe the Bible study that our J-Web mentioned earlier. And then, of course, we have the app available for your iPhone or your Android for free download. But we also realize that many of you, well, you're saying, I don't have computers and all these things in my house. Can you just mail me something to study? We sure can. If you'll reach out to us at 855-444-6988, leave us your name and address and just say home study. That's all you have to do. And we will mail you absolutely free our Bible Correspondence Course. Again, just call us at 855-444-6988, leave your name and address, and just say Home Study, and that's all you have to do. We will help people every way that we possibly can in studying the Word of God, whether online or from the mailbox. And friends, we are delighted you join us for our studies here from the International Gospel Hour, and we're going to continue our studies together at another time. But for now, thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. To God goes all the glory, and we hope that our study today will draw you closer to His Word to walk in His way. To listen to it again or our other broadcasts, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Oh, we'll be with you.